This is I Rock with Rockstars, hosted by Ryan from I Rock 93.5. Everyone from Ashes to New, from Ashes to New, everyone. What's up? What's up, everyone? Hello. You can cheer and stuff. It's fine. They're like, no, we're still too shy. You won't be. Uh, should we do the uh, go around the room and introduce ourselves kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Matt B. I'm Maddie. I'm Matt C. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm Lance. Wait, you're Matt E. I'm Matt B. Yeah, you'd be Matt C, Matt A, and Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't fit another Matt in, so he brought you in. Uh, from Ashes to New, tonight at the Rust Belt, y'all going, right? Yes. Yeah, they are sold out at the Rust Belt, man. Uh, all right. First thing I got to ask you, I've got this up so I don't get it exactly wrong, but I wish I had a clue because you're like a bad tattoo. Yeah, I was stupid. Can't remove it. Now I'm stuck with you. Who wrote it? And show me the bad tattoo. <laughs> I, I guess. Well, it's not bad. I, I love my little Pokemon. I like that favorite? guy there. Yeah. It is my favorite, but like that's, I don't really have is that where you, Is that where you got the inspiration from? Uh, no, I got it from looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> that's just one of those lyrics that it just stuck out to me. And I said, that is, especially with the vibe of that song, I'm like, that pit fits perfectly right there with what exactly the whole, the whole just like, yep, I'm done with you, but you're still always there. Yeah, yeah it's that relationship that you just want to be out of, but for some reason you don't get out of it. And like, you know, I always go back to the Dane Cook joke, if anyone listens to Dane Cook, where he, he talks about this, this girl who's in this terrible relationship and her friends keep telling her to leave the guy. And she's like, I can't. My CDs are in his truck. And, like, that's kind of, like, how, like, every time I listen to the song or when we were writing it, that's exactly how I felt. And the bad tattoo was just kind of like an ode to the 90s because everyone, or 90s and 2000s, where everyone was just getting terrible tattoos. And, like, I'm stuck with this thing now. But there's or the some, neck tat with the name. Like, there's some kind of memory there. Dustin. Just might not be that good of one. Right on the, right Dustin on the, on the neck. Uh, all right, so you guys just started this tour with uh, In This Moment, Motionless and White, uh, but obviously you've been doing this thing for quite a while. You know, tour's just starting. How are you feeling? You, you had the single, top, uh, top 10 with Hate Me, Hate Me Too. You got another one coming out. Album's coming soon. I mean, how are you guys feeling hitting the road now? It's, it's awesome. I mean, this is a little bit different for us, right? Like this market, like these types of bands aren't like we normally do like more active stuff. Like we just got done with Shine Down and Three Days Grace. So like, you know, it's like jumping from that into this, we didn't know what to expect with the fan base being a little bit different. But, you know, from Ashes to New kind of straddles that line, right? Like we fit kind of in all different fan bases. So it has been I mean, incredible. Like, it's, I don't even know. The, I mean, you can use a lot of words, I guess, but that's the best one. And I could go really in-depth as to why it's incredible. We'll just leave it at it's incredible. They'll all find out that it's incredible tonight. <laughs> yeah, you're going to find out tonight for sure. Hey, everyone listening to this later, they'll be like, ah, I missed out on why it was incredible. Because this is a sold-out show, like I said. Uh, so you're playing, you know, however many, you know, a couple thousand people here tonight. You've also done the festival thing. For you guys not taken away from any of the other bands. For you guys, do you like that kind of venue where you can see every face? Or do you like it where you're like, I can see people as far as I can see? It does depend on the crowd. Yeah. It depends on the crowd. Because sometimes the smaller venues will have an absolutely insane crowd. Uh, sometimes the festivals are that way. So, you know, when a, when a festival with people as far as the eyes can see has a crowd that's just losing it there's like no cooler feeling um last I prefer year prefer to be closer though 
Like, yes, that's that's to the, the thing. crowd. Like I when when you're like closer. thirty feet away from the yes. crowd, like it is a little weird. Yeah. Like with yeah. festivals, but like for instance, last year we played incarceration, and I don't I don't know what it was about it, but everyone all the way up to the headliners, like they were just watchers, like the whole the whole crowd, and which was weird. And then we played it this year, mosh pits on both sides. We were like, wow, this is so strange. Like huh. what was what was the difference? And a little uh, hotter last year. They got a little tired early. Could be. Could you be. never know with those outdoor festivals. I yeah. Mean, but uh, yeah, the the so we played incarceration this year. Crowd was awesome. Crowds like that are are always super dope. Uh, when we're in a smaller venue uh, and a crowd's going off like that, that that's pretty much the determining factor. Like, you know, we we try to try to keep our heads up whenever there's watchers. Like, there's always like a correlation. Like, if they're watchers, they're usually going to buy a ton of merch. So so we're <laughs> we're like they they were watchers. We're just going to have good merch numbers. We're not going to try to get too down on ourselves. If people are just like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's uh, there's some hot stories on the old socials today because uh, didn't hear anything about it. Someone kind of called out something at a recent <laughs> festival, and and but yeah, I, I agree. Like, yeah, if you are that far away from somebody, and it's hard to make that connection with them, it's yeah. gonna feel different for you guys. Uh, July twenty eighth, new album. Uh, we've already heard what? Well, a couple of the songs. I mean, we've been playing one a lot. There's a new one we're about to start playing called Nervous um, Nightmare. Nightmare. Why did I say nervous? I don't know. Maybe because I'm nervous. That's why. I usually don't stand during I get nervous for nightmares. I'm going to sit down. It depends depends if his ex-girlfriend's in the nightmare or not. (laughs) (laughs) So that one has been out for a while, but now you're pushing it to radio as well. Yeah. From the sound of those, is that what we can expect from the rest of the album? Or you got some more uh, different vibes going with that? There's a lot of different vibes. You know, we went heavier with a lot of stuff on this record, though. Um, We were told for the longest time, like, you know, from the people who were kind of pulling the strings in the background like you need to do this you need to do this you need to be like this and we're like you know we kind of fell in line a little bit because we didn't know if we had a choice you know like when we first came out as a band it was just us writing music that we wanted to write and we didn't it wasn't like fit into a mold try to do something specific like we were just being us um and then as we started to gain some notoriety and success and signed a record deal and did all that stuff like you know people in the background were like oh well you should do this and you should do this and this is what's going to help you and this is what's going to help you or the flip side of it too if you don't do this you're not going to get this um so we did that for you know a couple years a couple albums and you know it just seemed to it seemed every time we wrote a song that meant something to us that was heavier, that was, uh, had more angst and, and, and more, um, you know, vibes, you know, that we were feeling, the fans were feeling it as well. And I like to say, like, music is something that we all listen to, but it's something that we all feel. And when you really connect to a song, it's because you feel it on a cellular level. And that's not something that someone in a suit can tell you to write. That's something that you're going to feel. So we feel heavy music, and uh, we wanted to go back to our roots, so we created a heavy record, and we are... Um, we're blown away, blown away by it by ourselves. So I hope that you guys are too. You're also sitting here with guitars and a cajon. By the way, do you know? I hate this thing. We, I want to break this. When thing. you have two of those <laughs> together, you know what they're called, right? Cajonas. He got it. <laughs> I didn't know that. I just, you know, figured. <laughs> it just chucked right in. Two. Multiple cajones. Yeah, yeah I was waiting for we decided. Yeah, you can't out dad joke cajones. me, bro. Come on, man. All day, all day long with the dad jokes. You got him here. Uh, how about we, uh, how about we do a song? Mm. What do you want to play? Nice. All right. You're here for the next half hour, everybody. Let's go. Just the solo, though. Stay over and over. In November no, I was thinking. We, we learned this new one, right? The, um, I think I got it done. Is 
how it goes. Yeah, that's, that's, Guitar Center special. that's really good. That's really good. <laughs> All right. Oh Great. Imagine we just roll up to this thing and neither of you guys know how to play a guitar. <laughs> All right, what are we doing? Sure. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know what that means. You want me to start it off? I wish I hated you And after all this You should hate me too I wish that I could see You're not the one for me Lost the old you, lost the old me, found the misery. I wish that you believe it will never change a thing. Cause we've been reckless and this mess is after killing me. Every day sucks when we try to make up. I wanna take drugs so I never wake up. I wanna get away, I'll never get away. I'll tell you to your face, I'll tell you straight up that I wish I had you. After all this, you should hate me too We scream to each other, our hearts in the throat We just can't let it go I wish I hated you, you should hate me too You should hate me too I wish I had a clue you're like a bad tattoo Yeah, I was stupid, can't remove it Now I'm stuck with you I wish we would have known Cause we're going up in smoke Just strike the match and turn our backs Burn down this broken home Every day sucks when we try to make up I wanna take drugs so I never wake up I wanna get away, I'll never get away I'll tell you to your face, I'll tell you straight up I wish I had and after all this shit, you should hate me too We scream to each other, our hearts in the throat We just can't let it go I wish I hated you, you should hate me too You should hate me too You should hate me too Get high, yeah, I wanna stay numb The love never works like the cocaine does I wanna get away, I'll never get away I'll tell you to your face, I'll tell you straight up I wish I hated you And after all this You should hate me too I wish I hated you And after all this You should hate me Scream to each other, our hearts in the throat You just can't let it go I wish I had you You should hate me too You should hate me too You should hate me too You should hate me too
couldn't remember if this was for radio or not, but I dropped one one S bomb. <laughs> That's okay. It's not the first time. <laughs> Definitely won't be the last. That was actually all backing tracks. The whole thing. Yep. Yeah. All of it. Didn't realize we got a laptop yeah. right over there. Didn't, didn't even realize. We have it. built in uh, vocal backing tracks, Danny and I. Yeah. If you yeah. ask user six nine eight four zero seven, that was all lip sync. <laughs> but but yeah, did, yeah, hey, does hey. he have the blue check mark? Because if he doesn't, like who gives? No, it's a, a private profile because okay. they're cowards. Yeah. <laughs> it's got some always sunny Philadelphia <laughs> avatar. <laughs> <laughs> so we were kind of talking about this earlier. The songs that you first create, then sometimes you're asked to change them for us radio people. Yeah. Not this station. We like them heavier. You guys know that. Other radio stations want them changed a little bit. Then you got to change them again when you do them acoustic. What is that process like, taking what you've started with and taking it down a notch and then taking it down to this level? Um, I think taking it to acoustic is something that we, we like to do, right? Like if you can strip a song down to acoustic – typically means it's a good song or it's a good song for this application um when you take a song that you create heavy and try to make it soft we like to call it neutering that's what we call it when you do that to a song we hate that um because the like i said earlier like you know we connect on a cellular level through music and that angst and that that anger and the energy that you get through the song is created that way. So when you take that out, it's it's not the same thing. So you don't go into someone's painting that they've taken, you know, you know, months or years to create and say, you know what, I like that painting, but I want to remove this section of it and put something else in because I think it'll look better. It doesn't work that way. The art is created as the art is. It should stay that way. I was going to make the Mona Lisa frown, but now that you said that, <laughs> all right, I guess I won't. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, well, we've got a bunch of people here that I'm guessing have some sort of questions, right? Oh, I told you before, you're going to get a chance to ask. Now's your time. Now you're put on the spot. And I see now they're nervous, too. They're nervous because I up before, and now they're, they don't want to. If Someone we all take our pants question. off, will we be less nervous? I think most of my like all of us, not all of you. I've always got something to say, I'm sure. Um, so pretty much everybody else here knows that I'm pretty much the resident horror movie buff, so I would be remiss to not talk about The Retaliators. So you guys not only helped on the title track... 21 bullets but you guys some of you guys are also in the movie right uh, so talk about what all that is because there's some huge names in that movie and in the song the movie's great by the way if you guys haven't seen it it's super gory the storyline's awesome and the song is a banger so talk about what what that all was entailing first off the way that you asked the question fantastic like that was just i don't even know if i can give you an answer as good as you asked that question <laughs> Um, no, we were in the middle of a record and honestly, we had no idea we were going to be in the movie. Like we got, we got a call. We were all out in Los Angeles and they called and like, Hey, you want to be in a movie? And we're like, what? Like what movie? Isn't what that is how it? Los Angeles works? Though? Well, they, so, so the crazy thing is, is it was being filmed in New Jersey. Yeah. Oh. So we were in Los Angeles working on an album and they're like, Hey, it's in New Jersey. It's around Thanksgiving time. Would you like to be in it? And we're like, yeah, movie that like, of course that would be really cool. We had no idea what was happening. Um, and we were actually, what, the last scene to be filmed? So it had yeah. already all been shot, and we didn't even know what was going on. Um, so, like, I think it was, like, Thanksgiving break. We left for the record. We came back. We all did the movie. These guys went back out for the record to work on it. Danny and I went home, and that was kind of the whole process behind it. And the song that we're performing in the movie, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little secret. Um, so the song that we're performing that you hear in the movie is Scars That I'm Hiding. But we actually performed, Light when we shot sky. that day, it was Light of the Sky. 
So oh, really? we also performed it before it was fully written. So everything that we were doing was like, how do we want the song to be? And that's how we played it. Yeah. So I didn't even track drums yet for that song. Yeah, and we're one of the only bands that didn't die. Uh, we were in the middle of writing it, I guess, yeah. or getting close to writing it. So we had like a demo of it, and then we just kind of were like, what do we want the parts to be, and just played it. And we didn't die in the movie like most people. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we were only in it for like 10 seconds, probably, I don't, you know, if that. And uh, we stayed alive because we were the favorite band of The Preacher. But my sister called me after we filmed it, and she's like, because she likes horror movies too. And she's like, hey, uh, I really want to watch this movie. Do you die? And I was like, I was like, no, 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 I don't die. She's like, okay, good. I can watch the movie now. I know, but, you know, I was like, okay, my sister loves me. All right, cool. My brother would probably be like, dude. Yo, I want to watch you die, bro. <laughs> How? Becky, do you have a question? Um, I know Lance loves his anime. Nope. Have you ever, no, no? Okay. Lance um, is anime. Yeah, I know. Have you ever tried to talk the band into doing like a comic? Strip. The only person that can draw in this band is Maddie. Hey. <laughs> so I mean, if he wants to take the workload for himself, hell yeah. Because we can only do. I may, can you do a stick figure? Me? Yeah. Not a good that's one. Kinda, that's kind of that's hard for we me. We could probably come up with some sort of rough idea of things and then have somebody else help us. But that could be really cool. I could draw a mean penis. <laughs> a mean <penis>. like. <laughs> Who can? I mean, like, if you grew up in the early 2000s, 90s and early 2000s, that was all you drew. We also seen super bad. Come on now. Yep. <laughs> I think the comic book series would actually be really yeah, cool, though. That'd be cool. There you go. The idea just came from you. Remember it. Anybody else? So during COVID, how did you guys end up doing the Quarantine Chronicles with everybody being separated? By accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, did, did we already have something done? Or... The well, first thing. I can't remember how that remember. necessarily came about. We had some sort of cover thing that we were doing. I don't remember which one it was. We like did one, and then it was like, wow, this this went really well. Let's just keep doing it since we can't do anything else. You know, we were waiting to drop the Panic record, so uh, we just kept taking requests because everybody else was sitting <clears> in their homes just like us, um, and we figured it was a good way. For us to stay busy and pass the time, and it was entertaining for people who were stuck at home, who were also, you know, struggling through the the pandemic, and uh, it just kind of came about naturally and spontaneously. So we just—I can't remember what the first song we did was. We were like, "Well, let's put it out, and if people want to hear more of this, then we'll just keep doing it until we can go back to doing our own music." Yeah, because I didn't know how you guys were all separate. How you ended up? Yeah, so so uh, how did we do it? We one person would you know record along to the song and then send that to the next person, okay. so on and so forth, and then all the tracks would be put together, awesome. and then we would just put our videos together. That's awesome. Besides yourselves, uh, what's your favorite band? Favorite band? Oh, that's tough. Oh, yeah. Favorites are really hard. Favorite band? I mean, I I have a favorite artist. Eminem is my favorite artist. Um, I loved your interview with Chuck and Love Our Nights too. Okay. Speaking of Eminem, yeah. that's yeah, that's a pipe dream. <laughs> I usually don't believe in pipe dreams, but performing with Eminem because he doesn't perform is definitely one of them. Ed Sheeran got to make it happen. If you guys didn't see that, um, so I'm going favorite artist Eminem. Favorite band? It's it's too hard. I've got way too many. Um, but I'll uh, maybe Linkin Park, yeah. Breaking Benjamin. I would have to say um, yeah. Linkin Park just off of them inspiring me to do as much as I did. Um, 
We should second. do a song that does like rap and rock. We should try that sometime. We should try that. Um, <laughs> Could work. I think a, a second for if I were to do like the more like that's still kind of around Shine Down. Oh, yeah, Shine Down's great. Even yeah. better people, though. Lance, you want to yeah. take it for us? I know we have the same answer always Avenge Sevenfold. They're your favorite. Would you also say those are your influences, or do you have others? We all grew up on classic rock, right? Yeah. So that's no, like I grew rolling up on Christian around music. in our subconscious constantly. So I grew up on Christian music, so no, oh, I didn't grow right. up on classic rock. Yeah. yeah. I grew up on classic rock. Mine's right. everywhere. Frank Sinatra, yeah. classic rock to all the current stuff to everything. Yeah, I went Country. from Christian music to Bone Thugs and Harmony and Eminem. Like, <laughs> so my, my parents were like, what is happening to our child? <laughs> we thought we raised you better than this. Seems that it's worked out, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we did all right. You did all right. When you're out there on the road, how do you balance the monster and, you know, salads to, to, to try and not die on the road. He there, does. Is, there is no balance. Yeah, I don't drink. No balance. It's just, it's just whatever's nearby, you just order it. So, like, Yo. when we wake up on the bus, there's pretty much, I mean, unless you bought something the other day, like, there's nothing to really eat. You got to figure out what's nearby. And, like, you know, on a day like this, I was like, well, I'm just going to grab my monster and just a day like cross this my fingers. Every morning is Because well. <laughs> <laughs> I never buy stuff. I'm always like, there's nothing on the bus. Well, there's monster. <laughs> So everyone in here won their way in, and some of them won by asking a question on the iRecognition for that, but I don't remember who that is. But I do remember some of the questions you all asked. One of them was how you came up with the name from Ashes to New. Uh, it was, what was it, like AI generated? Yeah. <laughs> Just entered it in, and it was like from Ashes to New. I'm like, that's close to some other bands, but we'll give it a go. Um. No, for real, though. So, like, you know, there was a lot of people that said, oh, you know, from Autumn to Ashes, and I'm not plugging the band. Like, I never even heard of that band. And people were like, oh, you stole their name. In reality, what ended up happening was in 2013, I was going through a transformation in life, 2012, 2013. I was an addict for a while with multiple different things, and I had a lot of problems. Um, and I woke up one day and I looked in the mirror and I was like, I don't like this guy. Like, you know, and it took a while to get there. I burned a lot of bridges, destroyed a lot of relationships, stuff like that. People that I cared about, they cared about me and I just pushed them all away. And one day I saw who I was like, you know, I was like, wow. Okay. Which is a, a blessing in itself to be able to recognize that you're doing all of these things that are detrimental to you. So, um, I'd, I had been playing guitar in local bands for a long time and I had rapped previously to that. And my wife now, fiance, or girlfriend at the time, I said to her, I was like, hey, I'm going to give this one more go. Like, you know, I'm going through this transformation in life and I want to do things a little bit differently. I'm going to write songs instead of trying to fit into a band or fit into a mold. I'm going to write music based on what I'm going through in life. Um, so I started doing that and I started rapping and got some guys from the local area to come in and kind of perform those songs. And my life went from ashes to new. It was just, you know, I'd burn everything down and rebuild it all back up. And that's where the band name came from. So you give that in-depth, very poignant, personal answer. And the whole setup was a joke for me to say as a radio guy, it's really hard to say, here's from, the latest from, from Ashes to New. There it is. So, <laughs> yeah. From, from. I know the from, from, baby. So, so as your fallback plan, just be ready for that one. Yeah, just, just, so, so we do with or oh. of or so like, you know. From the band. From the band. From, yeah. Yeah. The from, from, man. It's a tough. And the around more around that you it. say the word from, the weirder it gets, man. Like, it starts to sound just like one of those words. Froth that is fermented and gross. Like you've had too many from, monsters? From, from, yeah. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Not good. Last chance to ask some questions. So, Bulletproof. How emotional was that song? 
Like, was there a lot of emotion behind writing that song just because of the context of what it was about? Well, so, I mean, that's kind of Lance's brainchild. Uh, at the time, yes, but secret. that song was written probably like five to six years ago. Yeah, like the idea of... And it just never fit in yet, yeah. you know? So by the time we did it, like, recording it musically, it was way more emotional for me. Like, it just hits. Yeah. But I'd already had the concept and lyrics done a while ago, so I was sitting on that for a while. But yeah. Criminally underrated. Criminally yeah. underrated. I think there's a lot of people that go through that, though. Like, like it may not, it, even if it's not just in school or outside of school, it doesn't matter your pop popularity level. Like if you're like super popular in school, one day you're probably not going to be. You know what I mean? Like, and if you are, you're, you've, congrats. You know what I mean? So, um, so I think that it really just, you know, everyone can relate to something like that. And then when you tie it into the violence that happens inside the system, um, you know, it's quite awful. I think the most emotional part for me was, is the kids that are in the video. So the one kid is my son. Um, so watching that happen was like, I don't know if I want to be here for this. This is crazy. And then the other ones was my niece and my nephew and then, and then Danny's niece. So that was, you know, and that was shot during, you know, the COVID you know, lockdowns basically like they're like, you need to have five people in the room. We can't have actors. There's no actors guild. Like, but we wanted to try and bring the song to life as best as we could um, within the restraints of some people telling us we can't. <laughs> yeah. I got a question. Right. Have you pre-ordered or pre-saved our new album, Blackout? Hands up if you've pre-ordered or pre-saved. Okay, so I'm going to fight like more than half of this room. <laughs> <laughs> Get on it. What's that? All right, all right. No, I like it. I, love, I won't fight you because he he'd probably kick my ass. But be you know, outside of that, let's go. So I, I should ask this because it's always interesting for me to hear this one. The new album's coming out. You guys still album focused, or are you gonna look the wave of the putting out singles every three to four months the way some are? I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like that answer. So we kind of did that, right? And I think that the way that it's set up and, and the way that they do in the industry is, is that you can release like 50% of your record and then they come out with the rest of the record. And it's I know like some artists are just doing singles. Like I get that. Um, but I think that you have to have some sort of like viral moment to be able to do that over and over and over again. Um, and if you get a viral moment on one song, yeah, then keep doing it with one song. But I think that, you know, we've seen, and I'll plug Bad Omens real quick. Like, we saw Bad Omens go from a band that nobody really ever heard about to being a massive success, and it was that one record. Now, you go back into their history, they got a lot of great music. But that one record is what really broke them out. It wasn't one song. It was the collective. Um, and that's really how we feel about what we've put together. So, you know, we'll see in the future moving forward and, and how it evolves in the industry. But for us right now, you know, we're super focused on this record and we can't wait to show it to everybody. And if you haven't pre-ordered it, do it. Or, you know, we're not going to have a drink tonight or with, with Maddie because Maddie's our drinker. Uh, for I, I love the albums. I, I think a lot of the rock fans, we still dig just having that actual album with all 13 songs, especially the fans. I mean, the fans, you know, they're going from track one to track 13 all the way. They like the different feel, the vibe, the whole thing with it. So I still like albums, but I know singles is a thing, especially in like the pop and the country world, especially. Yeah. But for rock fans, I think we, uh, we like it when we get to hold that CD or vinyl. I know CDs, right? Yeah. I mean, sequencing a record is arguably as, as important as creating a song. 
And, you know, like, you know, you would listen to, to records back in the early 2000s, and I'll, I'll just go with Linkin Park. Like, the way that they did Hybrid Theory and Meteora was, like, one story from the beginning to end, and they segued each song with, like, different sounds and different things that would capture the listener to keep going to the next song. Um, and I think that that was an art in itself that, you know, we're starting to lose, and then you get, you know record labels and other people, managers and people who come into the mix and are like, I think it should be sequenced like this because when we put it on a DSP, they're going to listen to the best songs first and care about the, the other songs last. And it's like that way of thinking, I think, is, is kind of, you know what, for lack of a better word, stupid. No, that's the perfect word for it. I mean, I, uh, Incubus Morning View is one of those ones for me. Fantastic. Front to back, never shut it off. And, it, and there's songs that, as the radio guy, I will say, yeah, that one wouldn't belong on radio. You'd be going and going, all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's this weird, like, 60-second vibe into this song, but in the middle of that album, man, it flows perfectly. Yeah. So there are those that are like yeah. that, that absolutely work perfectly. Same so, era. Album. Same. Give it up from Ashes to New. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. you guys are awesome. Thank you. Yeah,